In our worship dismissal recently, we've sent people out into the world with go in peace, share the good news. Have you ever wondered, though, how exactly you're supposed to do that? If so, here are five ideas to help. Stay tuned. Hello, friends. Pastor Tim Westermeyer here, senior pastor of St. Philip Deacon in the western suburbs of Minneapolis. It's good to be with you as always. I've mentioned a couple episodes again, again, my interest in watches, and I've now done a couple of episodes about that, uh, which turn out are among the most watched of all of these. And I was reflecting on that, and in both those episodes, I think I talked about how I felt a little, the word I would use is sheepish, talking about something disconnected or not explicitly related to faith. And I started thinking about it and I realized it's sort of the mirror image, that dynamic, I would imagine, of most Christians. By which I mean, um, I, I'm, I, I'm called to be a pastor. I get to talk about Jesus and talk about God and talk about faith publicly and no one would question that, right? someone came to church on a Sunday and they said, Tim, why are you talking about God? That would be a strange uh, response. For most people though, Christians I mean, it's the opposite problem, right? They would be happy to talk about uh, watches or boats or cars or anything like that, which are fine. There's nothing wrong about talking about those things. But talking about issues of faith, someone might say, what are you telling me about this stuff for? And yet, as Christians, we're called to share the good news. And so today I wanted to talk a little about some ways to think about how to do that. Uh, the last episode we did was about some of the earliest Christian symbols or symbols of Christianity. And that was symbols that were used during a time when Christians were persecuted. We're not persecuted, certainly, in our culture. We're not killed. We don't become martyrs for the faith. But I do think we live in a culture that is sort of suspicious and cynical about issues of faith. And it makes us uncomfortable, understandably, talking about faith or sharing it. I, I think you would all agree with that. So this is not meant to be exhaustive by any means, but a, a few ideas about maybe how we can think about how we're called to share the faith and how we can actually do that. So the first is simply to live faithfully yourself, right? First and foremost, that's what we're called to do. We just did the rite of uh, affirmation of baptism or confirmation here at St. Philip the Deacon. And here's what we say to, the, in our case, it's ninth graders who are uh, confirmed. We say uh, before their, their confirmation, you have made public profession of your faith. Do you intend to continue in the covenant God made with you in holy baptism? And then there are one, two, three, four, five. Five things it lifts up. To live among God's faithful people. So that means be part of a, a congregation, be part of a, a church, be part of a faith community. Hear the word of God and share in the Lord's Supper. Um, so that's, you know, again, be part of worship, maybe study the Bible, receive the sacraments. Um, to proclaim, the third one is proclaim the good news of God in Christ through word and importantly through deed. And part of what I'm going to suggest in this whole message is how we live is really just as important in sharing the good news of Jesus as anything we ever say. Uh, to serve all people following the example of Jesus and to strive for justice and peace, 
peace in all the earth. Um, th those are ways we are all as Christians called to live our own lives out faithfully. Uh, you could talk about it in other ways through marks of discipleship, you know, um, worship, study, prayer, fasting, giving alms, that kind of thing. But that's the first and most important thing. Worry about yourself first before you worry about trying to convert or change anyone else. Um, second one, I would say is, all of these are gonna be related, I suppose, to one another, is love the people that God puts in your life. You know, we're, it says again and again and again in the Bible, love one another. Jesus himself commands us to love our enemies even. Um, Tertullian, an early Christian in the what second century of Christianity said, the world looked at the earliest Christians and said, why are these people loving each other so much? Wouldn't it be an amazing witness to our faith if the world looked at us as Christians today in the 21st century and said, why do these people love each other so much? I'm not sure that's how they view us. Maybe it is, but boy, each of us in our own lives can be part of loving other people. So whoever God is putting in your life, love them as if they were Christ. Okay, that's the second point. Third point is related to this issue of study. And I've talked about this many times, but I really do think it's important in our culture. And, and the third one is to know your faith or know the history of your faith. And I am, maybe I'm wrong about this. If I am, feel free to comment below. I think though in our culture, we as Christians end up feeling unnecessarily defensive about who we are as Christians. And being defensive is not something that's attractive to people. When we're defensive, they say, well, why would I wanna be part of that? But if we know the story of our faith, if we know that our faith is intellectually coherent and reasonable, uh, and that we have a lot to be proud of, some things to repent of. Again, we've talked about that before as well. But if we know we have a lot to be proud of, we can live our lives um, faithfully without apology. And just one quick example of this that I think makes the point. I may have mentioned this before. There was some sort of late night sarcastic talk show host who was kind of dumping on Christians. And, and his what he said is, well, you silly Christians, don't you know we believe in the Big Bang? right, as if that was some kind of attack against Christianity. If he knew his story better, and you can look this up, he would know that the Big Bang was discovered by a Belgian priest, George Lemaitre. We've talked about this. So again, this third point is know our faith, know your faith well enough. I'm not saying you have to try to convince everyone of it, but when we understand our faith well enough and are not defensive, I think that ends up being a form of evangelism. I think it's attractive because we are comfortable in our own skin. I hope that makes sense. Fourth one, and this is the first one I'm mentioning that has anything to do with actually actively inviting people to things, but I would say um, consider uh, inviting people to events that are maybe sort of uh, obliquely connected to faith. I don't think this is manipulative. I think it's just being smart. I think for some people, if you go to them and say, hey, do you want to go to church with me? If they're, if they're not predisposed to coming to church, that might scare them off. But if they're interested in learning or if they're listen, interested in the arts, there are all kinds of activities typically at a local congregation that you can invite people to that will feel like sort of coming into the, the shallow end, end of the pool. So a couple of things I will mention here coming up in February at St. Philip the Deacon. Uh, the first is on February 1st, we will be hosting Bishop Michael Curry 
who as bishops go, I would say is kind of a celebrity in our world today. Uh, very importantly, by the way, this is part of the Faith and Life series. He is not gonna be here in person. That was the original plan, but he's changed his sort of protocols around travel right now, but it will be uh, accessible virtually or online at uh, faithandlife.org slash media or live stream. I, we'll, we'll have the link below. Um, if you wanna come to the sanctuary here for that, great. We'll have a big screen up, but you can also watch it from the comfort of your home. And then in later in February, we're having a brass quintet uh, made up of members of the Minnesota Orchestra, uh, the uh, Uptown Brass Quintet, also with David Cherwin, who's a very famous organist. That's on Sunday the 27th in the afternoon. So those are the kinds of things, again, I would say invite people to those and they can sort of get a, a sense of what church is about without um, at being asked to go to a church service. Not that there's anything wrong with going to a church service, mind you. But, and then the fifth and final thing I will mention this morning um, in 2022 is, um, if you're up to it, you know, on social media, I would say support things or comment on things or share things that are uh, that you feel comfortable sharing that are connected to faith. Maybe a prayer practice, maybe a daily reading, something like that. I realize, and again, this is, you're gonna have to check your own conscience on this. I realize that sort of puts you out there, but if you're feeling comfortable with it and if there's something that you feel like represents who you are and what you believe, uh, I think we are we are made to be in relationship with God. I deeply believe that. And I think people need what the church has to offer. Um, and I think it is our responsibility to share it with them. Uh, the challenge is to do it in a way that's invitational and engaging, um, that's not patronizing, that's not condescending. Always, you know, we always have to be careful about that. And it's not about convincing people. It's about, as Martin Luther said, he actually said this on his deathbed, we are all beggars, that is true. And he said in another place, we're simply one beggar sharing with another beggar where to find a piece of bread, right? And so I believe that in sharing the good news, that's exactly what we, we are doing. We're, we, we always are invited to do it in all humility, um, but I think we are called to do it in our own lives. And again, these are five simple ways we can maybe think about it. Very importantly, if there are other ideas you have or if there are ways you have found that are meaningful and significant in sharing God's love with other people, would you comment below? Because I, I promise you other people would be interested in hearing them as well. As always, thanks for being with me today. Be well, stay in touch, and God bless. Mm -hmm.